This is the Doctor Who Podcast, and you are most welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Doctor Who podcast. This particular episode has been delayed more than the post, trains, public transport. We have been that unreliable. But we are here. I am joined by my good friends Ian, Brent and Drew to review the predictions we made this time last year and also to come up with some brand new predictions for 2022. Hello, everybody. Hello. 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 All looking forward to being spectacularly correct in our predictions? <laughs> I would like to be, but I don't think I will be. Thanks to the multiverse, <laughs> I'm guaranteed that I will be correct in at least one reality. Problem is trying to find which reality. It's the reality where we recorded this one on time. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But for some reason, we've always had difficulty recording our predictions episodes on time. I mean, in, in principle... We really should get these online as close to New Year's Day as possible. But that's been scuppered on the last couple of occasions because we've had brand new Doctor Who to review. And no one saw that coming. <laughs> so uh, once again, uh, it's, it's late February and it may potentially be early March before, dear listener, you are hearing us. So we've got nine months of Doctor Who future to predict. So um, we'll, we'll get to that shortly. But before that, we are going to travel back in time 12 months and we're going to hear my first prediction for 2021. My first prediction for 2021 is... We've heard of late that Jodie Whittaker has been rumoured to leave. Basically, rumours have been abounding uh, about um, Jodie's imminent departure. Now, I don't know whether it's right or not, obviously, but I am going to say that it sounds accurate to me, um, and I think she will leave. And it's a kind of a two-pronged prediction, because not only do I think she'll leave, but I think we'll be in for a mini hiatus. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct, James. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I think we have to define mini hiatus because while we have some gaps coming up, does it qualify as a hiatus? I mean, I feel like the last five years of Doctor Who has essentially just been a series of mini hiatuses. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of difficult how to gauge what you would consider that. So are we going for more than a year? I think it's difficult to define times now, um, but let, let's just take a look at the period of time we expect Doctor Who to be off the air. Jodie's final episode will be broadcast when? That's November this year, November 2022? I think it's Doctor Who Day this year, right. but I'm not sure. And the next episode, we believe at this point, is going to be the 60th anniversary, which will be around we assume november 2023 so i think that's a year 
Is that a mini hiatus for points terms? I don't think so, because I want you to have half a mark. <laughs> half a mark will still be more than you're getting, Ian, so I'm quite happy to take that. I think so. predicting that Doctor Who is not going to be on the air for a while isn't even a prediction at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a given. But, I mean, full full marks for Jodie Whittaker is leaving. Let's move on to, to Phil's first prediction. And uh, given Phil isn't here, uh, do feel free to be really harsh um, <laughs> in, in deciding whether or not to give him a mark. So this was Phil's first prediction last year. Yes, my prediction for Doctor Who for 2021 is... And it's rather... A hope, a wish, whatever you want, which way you want to put it, is that they will completely redesign that console because it is god awful. I am willing to give Phil partial credit for this one. Actually, I'm willing to give Phil more than partial credit for this one uh, because uh, the TARDIS went through a series of fairly violent mishaps during this last season and. Uh, outside of the actual show, the production, the actual TARDIS set was demolished since the, his made this prediction. Yeah. So even <laughs> yes. though he didn't get the will be rebuilt part, the demolition of the current TARDIS is in fact correct. I don't think he was talking about production here, Drew. I think uh, you, you've <laughs> taken my instruction to be really harsh and gone completely 100% degrees the opposite direction and been really magnanimous. Uh, but but you are right. You are right that that set no longer exists. Uh, it might do in story or in world, if you like. I don't think this qualifies. I think we are going to see the TARDIS destroyed. That seems fairly likely, but I don't think it qualifies as a 2021 prediction. Yeah, I, I guess it would be uh, whichever uh, context you're looking in, whether it's story context or real life context, because it says we'll get destroyed, and it was. As, as I know, I'm not getting points later on. I'm going to be as harsh as possible to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think it's down to the four of us, Brent, to decide which context applies. So no one else is going to rule on this. Does he get a point or does he not get a point? <laughs> I say no. I'm going to go with Drew. Because there is a degree, there is an element uh, of, of truth to that. So I'll, I'll give him half a mark as well. How about that? Because that set has been demolished and, and Phil wasn't explicit about it being destroyed in story. Brent, I remember this prediction. I enjoyed hearing it at the time and I will enjoy hearing it again now. <laughs> My first prediction is the master will admit that he's been lying the whole time and that he is a timeless child. (laughs) Well, I have to say, I always thought this was more wishful thinking than an actual prediction. But uh, I think we can certainly so far say this has not come to pass. I'd like to give you a mark because I still like the prediction. But unfortunately, (laughs) it is completely... (laughs) Sadly... Well, in in as much as Brent's prediction was wishful thinking, Ian's was quite 
woolly and i'm assuming it was quite woolly in order to generate a little bit of debate at this point so this was ian's first prediction last year my prediction for 2021 is slightly more positive than everybody else's i believe because I'm going to predict that John Bishop is going to be good, enjoyable and a fun companion, despite some of this disquiet that I've heard in fandom. And how exactly is that, Woolly? I think that's a perfectly sensible and reasonable prediction to make. <laughs> uh, I would like to award Ian full marks for this one, but not for what the way you're thinking. Um, I have, in an attempt to understand who John Bishop is watched some John Bishop, and I think he meets this to the very letter in that there is no acting on John Bishop's part. (laughs) He is not playing a character. He is just being John Bishop, and therefore, this is accurate. Charming, a little hard to understand, and somewhat off in the background. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, I like John Bishop. I liked... um... I forgot his character's name. Uh, Dan. Dan. Oh, yeah. Dan? <laughs> what, a, what an impact. I like that. He was fun try. and enjoyable, but he didn't remember his name. Right. Not very memorable, is it? it it's... I think of him, I think of Walk, and that's about it. So yeah. does that mean you're prepared to give Ian a point, Brent? Sure. <laughs> I, I will, too, uh, because I, I I think the character of Dan was, was interesting uh, and certainly fun to watch. It, it's, it came to light i think about a week or so ago well i say it came to light it was discussed online that dan's role the character of dan was originally intended to be captain jack and i don't know whether that's just a rumor that um fans like discussing or whether there is any truth to it but regardless of that i enjoyed john bishop's performance and i enjoyed Dan in flux. It was one of the few things that I thought did work really well. But I completely subscribe to Drew's view that no acting was required or performed. I think John Bishop turned up, said his lines, and then went home again. Um, I'm, I'm not sure there was there was any real talent on display. I mean, sometimes that's fine. The main thing I was driving at on this is that when you see these sort of high-profile comedy actors. Uh, announced and we saw it with Catherine Tate and we saw it with Bradley Walsh there tends to be a fan assumption that it's going to be terrible and awful and ruin the show and I think consistently it really hasn't and so my my prediction was that that would carry on and I think that has carried on that he's done a perfectly competent job and definitely not ruined the show that was Chibnall's job I I agree with that Ian Uh, not to mention your rider there but I think that definitely warrants a well done so looking at james's second prediction let's hear what he had to say last year i'm gonna say the big finish will secure the services of either matt smith or peter capaldi <laughs> big finish has not grabbed matt smith or peter capaldi yet that we know of. that we know of that we know Correct. of uh, this is one of those things where we may, in a year or so from now, because we know how long it takes to produce these things, we may have to retroactively give James a point once they make the announcement 
and we find out when the contracts were actually signed. But as of now, uh, this is a goose egg. <laughs> Given we're already two or three months late recording, I think we should just not give him the points. I mean, that's it's that simple. <laughs> this, isn't, right. this isn't particularly difficult as at this moment in time. Uh, and uh, Whilst I will still cling on to uh, Drew's magnanimity, um, I, I very much doubt whether I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get a point here uh, retrospectively. But, uh, you know, again, wishful thinking on my part. Who wouldn't want to hear Matt Smith or Peter Capaldi in character on a big finish? It'd be great. I mean, since we're on the subject of non-in-show predictions, Phil's got one. My second Doctor Who prediction for 2021 is... I'm going to turn everything around now to merchandise. I think that there will be even less Doctor Who merchandise released now because they've pretty much saturated the market very, very early on. Um, and they're now kind of running out of things to, to produce. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I think the thing that it makes me very tricky is it is there will be even less yeah. in 2020, <laughs> uh, which is because I don't know how much merchandising there was in 2019. Uh, that said, I almost feel like this is there was almost as much as uh, because when Whitaker was announced, we got all sorts of, uh, you know, 13th Doctor stuff, and then it sort of just petered out. Uh, so I don't know really if we can... Uh, hold on, I just have this, my big book of everything that Doctor Who has published uh, <laughs> merchandising-wise in the last couple of years. Do, 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 do. Oh, wait, I don't have that because <laughs> I'm not that guy. So um, should we just save time and say it's wrong? Sure. I think we That's, say wrong yeah. and he can appeal to the judges if he wants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, Phil. That's a big... <laughs> Lovely. So last year, my second prediction was... It will be announced that the next Blu-ray set will be season six with the second Dr. Patrick Trout. Since it's pegged to the announcement, there's absolutely no ambiguity here. It can't even retrospectively get the points. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. Very sorry about that, Brent. Uh, I, I will say that um, one of the holdbacks uh, or one of the drawbacks that I've heard about the 60 seasons, they're too long to be put on Blu-ray, but... If you split it into two volumes, I think that's very oh, feasible. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's certainly <laughs> feasible if you don't need to worry about sales or <laughs> yeah. or, or or effort putting them together or having 40 episodes of Behind the Sofa. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, yeah, I think perhaps there's more chance, actually, of Behind the Sofa being released with the episodes themselves being extra material. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's... Definitely incorrect, I'm afraid, Brent. And um, and we'll move on to another one that uh, I can't imagine is going to generate a great deal of debate. Ian's final prediction last year was... My second and final prediction for this year is that Chris Chibnall will not leave the show. He will stay on. Even if Jodie goes, I think he's going to stay. This was actually my sort of opposite of wishful thinking. And in fact, I'm reasonably pleased to have got this one wrong. <laughs> Good stuff. 
I mean, technically, he's still there. He hasn't left yet, but... Uh, That is true. If you guys want to stretch to give me another point, then go for it. Let me ask you three something. What is it like to record a podcast with an optimist? I guess. <laughs> is it frustrating? I was thinking about calling you a politician and how useful you would be uh, for when you need to argue blackies whites. Uh, but actually, I'd be a terrible politician. <laughs> but uh, I would say if we give Phil half a point for the current TARDIS set being destroyed, we should get even half a point for Chibnall not leaving. Has he gone? Did he actually leave in 2021? I think he did. No one left. No one went anywhere in 2021. We were all inside. That's <laughs> no, not true. I, I'm, I'm reluctant to give Ian a point for two reasons. One, I don't like giving Ian points. And number two, I, I think that actually he has gone. And I think Whitaker has gone as well, despite the fact we've still got episodes that they produce stroke feature in to come. I think they're on to other projects and their contracts is finished. So I'm going to stick with... And to be fair, if you'd given me a point there, you'd have had to have taken away James's point for saying Jodie would leave because technically she hasn't left yet either. Anyway. <laughs> I would like to point out that uh, uh, thanks to Jodie's newest uh, revelation, she is, and I don't, I'm not taking credit for this announcement, she is the first Doctor to actually have two heartbeats while being the Doctor on the show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's pregnant. Oh, thank you, <laughs> God. You could you could see the collective, you know, the four guys in the camper van and uh, <laughs> all looking confused. Lovely. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, and and therefore, the final scores from the twenty twenty one predictions was James half a point, Phil half a point, Ian half a point. Brent, no points. I must leave the island now. <laughs> I got a full point for saying John Bishop would be good. Where did I get half a point? <laughs> I'm not sure about that. We all got half a point. How about that? Anyway, no, fortunately... I got a full point for John Bishop. I won. <laughs> so how many points did I get? <laughs> yeah, Drew, you come bottom with no points for not featuring on last year's <laughs> predictions podcast. You know what? In many ways, that makes me the winner. <laughs> I don't know how, and I'm not going to ask. So we will move on. <laughs> on to 2022, where, Drew, you will undeniably feature. Right, so this is how this section of the show is going to work. We have prepared, all four of us have prepared, two predictions. One of which is to do with the current era of the show. The other can come from any other part of fandom so without further ado i'm going to go first here and i am going to say that my first prediction for 2022 is the doctor that we eventually see in the 60th anniversary will not be the 14th doctor and therefore we won't find out who the 14th doctor is until 2023. Now, there's a slight problem with this prediction in as much as I'm saying we won't know what's going on until 2023. Uh, So I'm going to work on the assumption that we will find out who is going to be in the lead role in the 60th anniversary special. My point is, essentially, it's going to be another John Hurt. It's going to be a one-off 
big-named individual, or it will be a story that features almost exclusively past Doctors. I'm afraid that you your uh, prediction includes three or four predictions, and I'm going to have to ask you to clarify and reduce it to, to a single prediction, uh, because you have given us... We're not going to see something, we're going to see something, and the nature of the person we're going to see. That's three predictions, and in a show like this, you got to stick to one of them. I know I've never done this before, but I'm making advance. <laughs> it's a single prediction uh, with two other points to try and clarify the first one, Drew. So essentially, the Doctor in the 60th anniversary, or the actor who's playing a Doctor in the 60th anniversary, will not play the Doctor beyond that. I see. Your prediction for the 60th anniversary is an actor will appear who we will never see again in a future episode of Doctor Kind of. An interim Doctor. <laughs> or a set of past Doctors. So all I'm saying is that we will not see the regular Doctor, or whoever is playing the Doctor when Russell T. Davis brings back his first season. That will be a different actor to whoever I we see. see in the 60th anniversary. Well, it makes sense now because it did sound like you were suggesting that Jodie Whittaker wasn't going to be appearing in the 60th anniversary. Oh, no, she may well do. But, of course, she will not be the 14th Doctor. So you're also predicting that it's going to be a multi-doctor story. No. <laughs> so you're saying that Jodie Whittaker is not going to be appearing in the, the 60th anniversary. No. That's a different prediction altogether. Okay. All right. Is this not a 2023 prediction? Kind of. I, I think we'll find out that um <laughs> let's say let's say in November this year, after the final Jody episode goes out, there's one of two scenarios here. She's either going to regenerate into somebody and we'll see that in November this year. And therefore that individual will either be the fourteenth doctor and feature in all of Russell T. Davis' first season, or they'll just feature in the sixtieth anniversary. Or I suppose there's a third possibility where it's left open-ended, where we just see her regenerate and we don't see who replaces her. But my point being is that the 60th anniversary essentially is not going to be definitive in terms of who is playing a doctor from that point on. Now, look, come on, you've made this sound very complicated. This has nothing to do with <laughs> no, me no, at no. all. No, no, no. What I love is you've managed with one prediction to basically cover all of ours. And there's, you've left no predictions. <laughs> you've given us one prediction with eight caveats. You've also, unfortunately, fallen into a, a, the classic trap of numbering your doctors, <laughs> which we already have 15 doctors. So you can't use those numbering anymore. Uh, so I feel like you have set yourself up for a very dangerous precedent, a precedent which I plan to vociferously and uh, maliciously uh, take advantage of when it comes to my turn. <laughs> I think James is just setting things up to do next year's predictions episode even later in the year so we can find out if it was true or not. Well, and, and also to make certain I don't invite Drew on it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I predict I will not be here for yes. 2023 predictions episode. Drew, what's your first prediction for 2022? Well, you have to bear with me because my prediction does have 23 movable parts to it. <laughs> um, so uh, my prediction is... 
I predict that Jodie Whittaker is going to, Jodie Whittaker's doctor is going to sacrifice herself in order to bring Gallifrey, a Gallifrey, back into the current show's timeline. Okay. That's okay. very straightforward. <laughs> uh, you could be right. Yeah. I could be. <laughs> I also. Or you could be wrong. Be wrong. <laughs> I should also be partially right and partially wrong. Is your prediction that Jodie's Whiskers Doctor will sacrifice herself or specifically sacrifice herself to bring Gallifrey back? I think it's. I, I think because we have to have a regeneration, I think the bringing back of Gallifrey to our timeline will require Jodie Whittaker's doctor to sacrifice herself. Okay. We have that in black and white. I think Gallifrey is is a really difficult thing to do effectively. Imagine if Gallifrey was in a drawer. It's been opened and closed, what, four times now? Since the show came back again. And I'm still not convinced stories featuring Gallifrey are really that interesting to anyone other than Doctor Who nerds. Agree. I wouldn't say that you are likely to be wrong. Um, uh, Gallifrey is as part of the show, uh, same as the TARDIS, K9, everything else, you know. Uh, but whether or not rtd will bring gallifrey back so quickly bearing in mind it took him to the runaway bride to even say it uh, the first time round. i'm not so sure we'll have to see i kind of hope you're wrong in a way my thinking on this one um is we need something the doctor well clearly the doctor has to regenerate and we have so many multiple timelines and that's sort of in the zeitgeist right now that i think it's going to be too easy uh, no, sorry, it's going to be too difficult to resist the temptation of doing a something al- along with the multiverse. Mm. Uh, and I think if you needed to anchor a change to a multiverse story, the destruction of Gallifrey and the creation of the ultimate cyber lords um, needs to go away. <laughs> and whether or not they bring it back to a, a universe or in what nature, I'm not making any predictions about that. I was just thinking that if you have to write the timelines, that seems to be a good uh, anchor to kind of uh, tie Well, the new Gallifrey will have many clones of Chancellor Flavia. And a cafe. <laughs> and a cafe. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, your prediction is that Gallifrey will become Starbucks. Yeah. But with a harp that opens secret doors. I like it. Ian, where are you going to go on this? I'm tempted to predict that you'll be wrong, but I think that might be a little bit reductive. So my prediction, and I've said this on the show before, is RTD will try to pull off the holy grail of us not finding out who the next Doctor will be until they actually appear out of the fiery regeneration sequence. Um, So there will be no advanced press announcement of it. Now, notwithstanding, the press may get it anyway. You know, there's always intense speculation around this. But I think that they will attempt to do it cold so we find out on the day. I'm sure I've read somewhere that he wanted to do this in the past and wasn't able to. And I think it's always been something. I mean, I've always wanted it to happen. I remember back when Christopher Eccleston was was regenerating. I thought it would have been brilliant. It's never been pulled off. I think there's never been a better chance to do it than this. I agree. And and uh, maybe that's where the uh, the new David Tennant rumor is coming from, to throw everyone off. We should clarify and say the newest David Tennant rumor. <laughs> 
I think what makes it more likely is that there isn't a series being recorded this year to be broadcast next year. Because what's always killed in the past is they have to be filming. And if they're filming on a set, hundreds of people find out it's going to leak. You know, because there's, there's too much press attention. But if they're not recording any episodes this year, other than maybe, you know, five minutes of a regeneration sequence, I think it's logistically possible to get away with the secrecy. Yeah. Well, can you not do this as a double whammy? So if, if we do the horrific, um, bearing in mind where we went about 10, 15 minutes ago, but combine my prediction with yours, if they decide to cast a one-off Doctor for the 60th anniversary, then that makes the the surprise or the the potential for a surprise regeneration even greater and and not only that you can do it twice because if there is a gap between the 60th anniversary and the next series you can end up having the who is the doctor speculation build up steam on two occasions it's not enough that james gives us five predictions (laughs) in his but now he wants to latch on to ian's do you want to win that badly, James? Is that is that what's happening here? <laughs> you just need a win. You just need a win, and you're willing to get it any way you yes. can. I'll add a little bit of, of extra detail to my prediction just to sort of hopefully just edge James out. I think we will see another Doctor actor in the Regeneration episode this year. So there's been some speculation that they'll just leave it hanging and you won't see anything. You'll just see Jodie disappear into fire, credits role i don't think mm. that will happen i, I think either. we will see another actor in the role this year and i think we my prediction is we won't know who that is until the episode but i think we will see an actor replace jodie whittaker this year but we won't know who they are in advance i kind of hope you're right me too that would be great yeah that would be great i mean i i don't think david tennant was formally announced before we saw the regeneration in parting of the ways i mean i think most people knew it was going to be him and it had been widely speculated in the press but um, no one had confirmed well it. it wasn't formally announced it was just that during the the announcement he said and, and after he leaves you can't wait to see david Tennant, and everyone's like <laughs> the second episode hasn't even aired yet dude so there you go okay brent have you got a, a nice straightforward easy to understand prediction for this year actually yes <laughs> Good. So my first prediction this year is the Doctor and Yaz will finally kiss just before she regenerates. Because they've been building this up as a tease for the last several episodes. And I think it'll finally happen just before she dies. And she'll regenerate right in front of Yaz. And hmm. never been a fan of the Doctor being romantically involved with the companions, but they've started this ball rolling, so it's going to be a payoff. My counter to that is they're going to lean in, everyone's going to get all excited, and then the Doctor's just going to whisper, I can't. I'm already married. <laughs> I'm dying. And that's why she's been holding <laughs> off this entire time. She just can't tell Yaz that River Song and she are already married, and she's been avoiding her uh, because of you know, I I wonder whether or not they will do something like that, which will move the main thrust of the show from sci-fi or at least a character drama all the way over into something resembling a soap opera. And uh, I, I just don't know whether or not... Two? <laughs> the thing is, it was so based within... A, a sci-fi environment uh, it, that was more like a soap opera within a sci-fi in my view um, wh- whereas I think because this is so front and centre now 
it would it would almost have to be at the expense of the sci-fi element of the show. I I don't know whether it has been building up. I know it has been within fandom, but I'm not quite certain that was the original intention right at the very beginning when Yaz was created uh, on on paper. Oh no no! But I don't um, think so. you know, it, it it would appear that that's it could almost be seen as a response uh, to to what fandom wanted, uh, which is always bit worrying when production crews start listening to fans about anything um whether or not it'll happen or not i don't know um am i more interested in that kind of storyline than i am to big spaceship battles probably not in all honesty i think i prefer my battles and time travel so yeah but it's definitely a possibility i I don't think we'll see too much soap opera because there simply isn't enough air time left We have two stories, and then I confidently predict, although this isn't one of my predictions, that all of this is going to get ejected out of the airlock because none of it's going to carry over into the RTD era. Right, right. Just like Katarina. (laughs) (laughs) I think that brings us back to me. In fact, I know it does. My second prediction, and this this is not particularly exciting or interesting or... um, It'll probably be seen as another obvious prediction, I guess. Um, I, I said last year that Matt Smith or Peter Capaldi would, would appear, or at least that the announcement would be made that they will feature in a big finish. You know, if I was going to go really, really dull and boring, I think I'd just repeat that because I still think it will happen. The question is when. <laughs> However, I'll, I'll go slightly left of that. I'm going to stay within the world of big finish. I think we will see, or it will be announced, that Christopher Eccleston will appear as the Ninth Doctor with Billy Piper as Rose. And, you know, we, we know the Dimension Canon parts two and three have just been announced for Billy Piper, so she's back with Big Finish anyway. Surely that really is just a matter of time. Yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah, that seems very plausible. Can I have my point now, Ian? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> okay, Drew, your second and final prediction for 2022. So, um, as of the time of recording, Gallifrey One is underway in Los Angeles, uh, biggest Doctor Who convention. Haven't happened in a while. Uh, so, my prediction is someone's going to get drunk at Galley this weekend and uh, say something they probably shouldn't <laughs> about the show. Not, not that you know. Not a casual something, but actually somebody involved with the show is going to say something. It's going to get leaked out. Um, the fans will know it ahead of time. Uh, Has that happened so before? I don't know. You said come at this with is the weirdest, most obscure <laughs> predictions I could come up with. I think my other one, my original one, was we were going to finally see the covers of Dan Slott's proposed Doctor Who comic book, and it happened like two weeks into <laughs> January. So like, I was super stoked about that prediction. What's really cool about this prediction is that by the time this episode airs, we'll know if you're true or not. So James will actually be able to give you the marks by the time the listeners hear this. Well, it, it, it depends, doesn't it? It depends if the rumour just leaks, uh, but confirmation isn't received until much later uh, in the year. I'm, I'm just trying to think in the past. Uh, the, the biggest announcement that's come out of Gadafrey was Christopher Eccleston, I think, coming back to Doctor Who in the form of Big Finish. I don't really don't really think there's been anything else. I mean, there, there were some rumours about 
some missing episodes being recovered many, many years ago. Uh, so much so that they were spoken about a panel that I think I was at, possibly with you, Ian, uh, must have been 2013 or something, long, long time ago, where people were talking about the recovery of these episodes as fact, and it hadn't actually been confirmed that... Are you talking about the Omni rumour? Please don't yeah. start on the Omni rumour. I don't think my <laughs> no. mind can take it. Well, no, it wasn't, because it, it, this actually came to pass. Uh, so I think this was when we were talking about the recovery of Web of Fear and um, Enemy of the World in the anniversary year. That was 2013. And and people were talking at that panel in very absolute terms where nothing had been confirmed. They were even talking about this rather overzealous episode, Hunter. And uh, I didn't know at the point who Philip, at that particular point in time, who Philip Morris was. But you had, you know, Ed Stradling... Uh, Steve Roberts talking very clearly there. So that kind of is what Drew is alluding to. Uh, and, and I do wonder whether that will happen again. If if it does, I'm wondering if it will be as exciting as that. I mean, it doesn't have to be exciting. I didn't <laughs> say it was an exciting rumor. They're just going to let something slip. People are just going to get really excited about seeing other human beings <laughs> in, in person again. So my second prediction is that post Jodie regenerating, the entire Doctor Who PR stuff will be reset. So new logo, new styles, all of it. I I think there's going to be a a hard reset both in universe and in the real world. So I think we'll see a new new logo and all the new branding and what have you. Just as we saw when when Jodie went in, I think we'll see that again. Whether we'll see that in time for us to wash up these predictions in a year's time, I don't know, that's, that's maybe a bit tight, but I think that's what will happen. Can I ask a follow-up question for this one? And this is, this is you don't have to uh, count this as your as your prediction part of it. Do you think it's going to be a logo design that we haven't seen before uh, at all, very similar to what Jodie Whittaker's was, or will it have hints of something from the a past logo because RTD is coming back? Just... Just curious. I, uh, I think it will be something new. I, I think when you talk to PR people and marketing people, they generally don't like to go back. I mean, it might have hints of it. You know, it might be you know, riffing on a theme, but I think it'll be a new logo. Otherwise, you can't sell all the new merch. I think branding, yeah, absolutely. When Russell T. Davis takes over, it will be a complete reset. I, I like the fact that you're aligning it to the in-world universe as well. And we, I think we said... On a couple of occasions when we were reviewing Flux that we were we were heading towards a complete reset, uh, either in terms of the number of regenerations the Doctor has or her history or whatever. So I think the temptation not to start everything again will be too great. Uh, brand management in general, I think, has been not as good as it was previously. Um, whether or not it will be something that totally throws out the history uh, or not I'm not sure Uh, they have gone back and used variants of old themes in the past and the most obvious one was the McGann logo was essentially the Pertwee um, Doctor Who logo and that's the only time in which that's really occurred Um, and if they do decide to do that again and I really hope they go for the branding associated with Sylvester McCoy's Doctor because I like that branding and (laughs) I've always I've always liked that branding and I love that title sequence so that's what I'm looking for. I think what's interesting here is that the whole production is being outsourced to RTD's company 
So it'll be a, essentially a private company doing this stuff rather than the BBC press office and the BBC marketing. I think that will make a fundamental change to how they go about these things, especially as, arguably, in the RTD era, the original one, the show was at its most commercially aggressive. You know, they were doing spin-off shows, they had, the, uh, they had Torchwood, they had Sarah Jane Adventures, they were expanding the universe and expanding the show, and frankly, I think that it reached its heights on the bounce out of the RTD era. I think actually given a lot more freedom by being an outsource rather than having to work within the sort of admin of the BBC, I think they'll go for it. I'm not sure whether brand management is being outsourced. That might be being retained by the BBC. This is just a production that's going to Bad Wolf uh, and funded by Sony. Having said that, RTD has got such a good track record where it comes to managing the brand as a showrunner. It would seem almost churlish uh, and, and totally nonsensical to separate the management of the brand. Brent, does your prediction have anything to do with brand management? No, but I have heard a rumor that Edward Russell might be coming. <laughs> well, that was going to be that was my initial <laughs> prediction for this section was because uh, I wanted to I wanted to kind of hop on the bandwagon of yours from last year that the whole rumor of the Timeless Child was in fact. Uh, not true, was my hope was Edward Russell was coming back. Uh, and I also had tacked on that there was going to be a stunt casting uh, appearance uh, on the Great British Bacon. <laughs> I guess that wouldn't work because it's no longer BBC. So, Well done. You certainly get some points for knowing it's no longer a BBC production. That's That's very impressive, I must say. Aren't there rumours that everyone's coming back? Since Phil Collinson, you know, is was announced a few weeks ago. I've heard Murray Gold, Edward Russell. You know, surely it's just tempting to come up with a variety of different things that were successful in the past. Okay, Brent. Okay. Sasha Dewan will be announced as the master in Big Finish before the end of the year. Because from what Big Finish has said in the past, as long as a certain era is completed, then they have the rights to produce new material. That's right. So since Whitaker would be leaving, she could technically be in Big Finish after that. But since Chibno is leaving, then any other characters are eligible too. So that means we could possibly have a Master Audio with Sasha Dewan, or a Fugitive Doctor Audio with Joe Martin, which would that'll absolutely happen at some point, I'm sure. Love it. Yeah, uh, I mean Sasha Dewan has been in many Big Finishes, just not as mm-hmm. the Master. Um, so yeah, he's. Uh, Commitment to the show uh, and brands, I think, is um, clear. And I'm sure Big Finish would like to do it. Um, they've done it with all available masters, I think, um, going all the way back chronologically as far as Jeffrey Beavers. So e- even John Colshaw has appeared as Anthony Hainley's master. So it would certainly make sense, I think, if, um, if license uh, does permit it. And I'd look forward to it. I'd quite like to hear him. I think uh, his interpretation of the master is really good. And when you can't actually visually see the scenery, uh, and you just using your the mind's eye, just imagine how much of the scenery he could chew. Because uh, he's good at it. I think uh, all of the masters are pretty good at uh, scenery chewing. Uh, Eric Roberts was was fantastic uh, on audio. Oh, yeah. uh, I really, really enjoyed them. And, and even John Sim. I, I don't think there's been a failure, really.
okay then. Uh, I think that brings us to the end of uh, of this particular show. Uh, I I didn't have a great deal of difficulty coming up with my predictions. I have to have to say, you know, the the priority was always coming up with clear, concise, succinct predictions. And I think we So you failed already, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm I'm just happy that several of my predictions that I didn't say were covered by the rest of the group. So I, I feel like we're kind of in, in simpatico at that point in time. I'll, I'll be honest with you, James. After your prediction, flux seems quite comprehensible. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. It's all very clear. You just need to go back and listen, that's all. Good. I'm glad we're all in agreement on that score then. And join us next year in 12 months' time to find out whether or not we were right or whether or not we were wrong. I've got a pretty good idea of what our hit rate will be. Uh, what we did last year, we have a final round of predictions. So we've, we've made eight predictions there. So out of those eight, how many are we going to have got right? Uh, I think probably about five sound plausible to some extent or the other. Uh, you know, maybe maybe some half points, partial credits, but at least on five of them seems seems about right yeah i think based on this year's performance i think four half points and one full point <laughs> i'm gonna err on the side of caution and say two <laughs> i think i'll go for three i i think we've actually got some there that are likely as opposed to just speculative or crazy uh, so uh, yeah. there we go wonderful well thank you ian brent andrew for joining me in in the most coherent podcast i think we've recorded together and uh, we will be pack listeners very shortly with our next episode in the meantime take care and bye for now bye everyone so long folks see you next time that was the doctor who podcast which you can find at the doctor who podcast.com if you have any feedback, please send it in to feedback at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and via the Doctor Who Podcast forums. Thank you for listening. Take care. Good. Lovely. Thank you very much indeed. Well, don't don't stop recording just yet. Don't stop. We did this last year and it worked. Yeah. Um worked quite well, so we'll carry on. All right, you want to hear the rest of the I'm the, very the keen to hear a summary of them. I wasn't too sure how much you were exaggerating when you said you had 20 odds. Have you got a list? You've actually got a list. <laughs> oh well, yeah, of course I have a list. You, can yeah. you wave it at the camera? I'm interested to see it. Blimey, you and a clipboard. Is that a clipboard? <laughs> oh god, I feel so disorganized. And and having a clipboard is so British. That's the first clipboard of the DWP. <laughs> We're gonna brand it. Yeah, I, I, I. To be honest, James, I'd have thought you'd need a whole page of notes just for your one prediction. <laughs> it's all very. Cl- I think I've been thinking about it too much, but it's, it is it is quite a clear prediction. I don't think it's that difficult to understand. It's, it's, I think once we simplified it uh, and just reduced it to simply five working parts, I think it became a lot easier to understand. All right, you ready for these? Here we go. Uh, Big Finish will announce a series uh, starring somebody from the Whitaker's run. So I feel like, uh, and then I wrote, 
possibly Sasha Dewan. Mm. Um, so I, I feel like with that ending, someone could have gone in there. Uh, Dan Slott's Doctor Who run. Um, the future of the Doctor Who animated series will be revealed by uh, the anniversary of this year. Um, whether it's positive or negative, I thought that if, if someone was going to leap in and save it, that would be the day to do it. Um, just, uh, burning out suns, return of Sasha Dewan's master, Gallifrey getting drunk. Um, <laughs> the sea devils will not be the only classic reference in the upcoming April re- episode. Um, cause I figured he, he's, she's just can't let that chance go by without dropping an extra hint. Like he's going to try to get it out there in the next three episodes. It's the Merkel. Um, we, <laughs> well, see now I thought. That would be an excellent chance to get a CGI Merkaba. Their their production yeah. values have been really good, and getting a chance to get a good looking Merka on the screen, whose paint is not still wet, would be, you know, pretty pretty decent. But like, but not like a like a full thing. Like Given it, the efforts he's gone to to solve the brain of Morbius, canon issue, yeah, that's entirely uh, plausible. Or. Or this would have been a better prediction. Uh, in the Sea Devils episode, we are going to find out that the Merka actually secrete some kind of weird um, staining film from their bodies, so that touching them will actually put it on them, uh, and thus making that not an, an error but canon. And um, someone will so karate that, chop that, them to find I, that out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ingrid Pip. Oh, <laughs> it man, comes back. So good. CG version. Wait, yeah. Wait. Are you kidding me? It takes place in China. There is a chance, not to say that all Asian martial arts involve karate chopping, but, like, it is possible that a form of martial arts against a Merka-related creature is plausible come April. I wish you'd have gone with that one. <laughs> that, that was much better than... What, what other stuff did you come up with? Let's have a look. I mean, I started writing Two Sons, and, yeah. The Ingrid Pitt Karate Kid. Oh, that was it. Ingrid... And, and there's a ring to that as well. Like, and we could have called the episode title The Ingrid Kid... <laughs> Karate kick. <laughs> that would have, been, that would have karate worked kick. perfectly. Um, we we are going to get an announcement that Doctor Who under RTD is going to go back to Christmas time, as opposed to New Year's. Uh, that was another one. Um, uh, so uh, the 60th anniversary will be, of course, a multi-doctor story. Why wouldn't it be? Um, and my my prediction was we were going to get another appearance of Paul McCann. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. potentially. Um, Sean Pertwee playing oh, his father. Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, we will lose a beloved Doctor Who star sometime in the next year. Right. Uh-oh. So you're predicting Tom Baker's going to kick the bucket? Uh, I wasn't <laughs> necessarily thinking Tom Baker. There's a couple of okay. likely candidates. So who do you think is going to die uh, first, right? Matt... <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put money on that one unless the whole group uh, decides to. The, um, everyone the, the show that we um, shamelessly ripped this um, segment or this format from, Staggering Stories, have been predicting Tom Baker will die for the past ten years. Oh, yeah. In fact, the day in which, or the year in which they do not predict Tom Baker will die, will probably be the day or the year that it happens. So we just hope that they continue doing. Well, so. Adam's not going to stop. No. No. Have you have you got to the bottom of your your mini your mini um, predictions? Uh, we will get a release of Web of Fear, but I guess technically they have released that didn't twice. They? Didn't do an animated version of it? Yeah, three times actually. Yeah, Four times if you seven. include iTunes. Well, I was just going to do epi- uh, episode th- a, a collected with episode three. Didn't that happen? It this did. Year? Um, or, um, and the animated yeah, version so that was, is out. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So. 
I, I that was another one of the, my predictions that that came true. Uh, <laughs> we will uh, we won't find out who the next Doctor will be in 2022, but we will by Easter of 2023. Um, everything else we basically covered uh, in one form or another. All of you hit hit my stuff. Good yeah. stuff. So Brent, anything else? Well, the ridiculous one I was talking about earlier, that the Legend of the Sea Devils will be a musical episode. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, if there was ever going to be a musical episode, what better episode than one with a pirate ship, (laughs) right? Right, right. Yes. Because we got Doctor Who and the Pirates and Big Finish, which was actually pretty good. So, so, yeah, Legends of the Sea Devils is actually going to be an adaption of Doctor Who and the Pirates. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I like it. I like him. I, I Given th- what Chibnall's done when he was worried about keeping his job, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be like um, Fugitive the Jadoon. You're going to throw sea devils up there, and that's what everyone's going to be expecting. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do something like, we're going to change the entire history of the show. The Jadoon were just a... Yeah. Again. Again. <laughs> the Jadoon will be the baseline of the uh, of the musical, yeah. Yeah, uh, Leela will show up, um, having been running Gallifrey this entire time. Uh, I think we've just given up now. We're just saying anything, aren't we? It's just <laughs> yeah, we're just yeah. throwing a knife at a sea devil that will stick in with a doink noise. It 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 sounds to me as though you've come up with several potential storylines for novels, uh, so <laughs> rather than predictions, <laughs> which I sincerely hope do I... uh, do manifest. Ian, have you got anything else? Well, I mean, the only other one I've got, which I think suffers from what a few of uh, Drews will suffer from, is that we won't find out in 2022 because they all relate to the RTD era. So we won't hear about it until 2023. But I go back to, again, something I said when we were reviewing Flux. I think we are going to see a really hard reboot of the universe within the show. As in, I think potentially actually go to a different universe i'm not sure i buy into the multiverse future of doctor who other than they'll go to another universe but then stop and stay there and i think we might end up with a almost a fresh set of regenerations a new doctor i think all of canon's going to get uh, jettisoned to allow another restart of the show a completely clean restart do we do we think at all with with three episodes left, Chibnall is going to somehow loop current Doctor Who timeline to answer the child Doctor, timeless child Doctor, like the actual child through the like I because I think I basically said having um, Bell and Vinder's pregnant child, knowing that there was a child on the other side of a universe and having a pregnant mother on a <clears throat> a window into another universe just seemed like too obvious of a way of looping that Doctor Who's history. Do we think we'll get anything involving that or is that someone's it's like the watch, we'll just save it for later. Yeah, we we, we talked about this briefly when we tried to unsuccessfully, I think, wrap up our flux coverage and we said is that is that particular story strands come to an end now or was it just another thing that was left up in the uh, in the air it, it could go either way i i think it's difficult i think it would be difficult to satisfactorily bring that to a conclusion so long after mm-hmm. we you know flux had aired because i mean it already feels to me as though flux aired 
years ago and and, and it, it didn't it was only a couple of months or so ago and um well I mean, if we we needed evidence that chibnall likes to rehash things that have happened a long time ago uh let's just look at the entire chibnall mm. era so so know, it's, it's quite it's a possibility isn't it it is a, anything's a possibility i'm sure at this point what, in time some... rtd's probably telling him what he can and cannot <laughs> do with certain script things to wasn't there some sort of interdimensional tunnely thing which was stated that the timeless child came from the other end of that tunnel yeah a wormhole into the other universe yeah uh, yeah i mean i i think chibnall will provide an answer to all of that I'm not sure we'll be happy with it. And this is why I think that there's going to be a really hard reboot. I, I think that Chibnall has so run around all over the place creating all sorts of new continuities that tie the whole show in knots that the easiest thing to do is just to jettison it all and start afresh. Mm. And I think that's what's going to happen. Maybe. Maybe. Well, good stuff. Um, thanks, Scott. I think we can probably bring that to an end.